For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hi, this is Sarah Canning. I play Dylan Weir in Primeval New World, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Broadcasting to you live from the center of the sun in sweltering heat today, it's The Geek Show. Woo. Woo. Joining you today for your listening pleasure is DJ Phil. Hello. Hey Rob guys. 1. Hello. Rob 2. How do? Hello. And me, that other guy. That other Harry, Harry, that's it. Watcha. Hey guys, how are you all doing? Uh, knackered. Mm. Nemocon. Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, Nemocon was this weekend. We have just come back. Harry's been running around. He was the blur. With mm. the recordable microphone. How are you uh, with Speedy Gonzalez? Yes. Yes, it was really good. And I was uh, DJing last night at Mink Bar, who are listening in at the moment. Mm-hmm. Hello to all you peoples. Um, it's a really cool place. Basically, they do coffee and tattoos. So you can get all hype and then permanently ink your body. A, it was amazing. It's awesome. like I, When I walked in for the first time, they were playing Placebo. Not like on the radio. The whole album by Placebo. Hang on. While so there was a guy upstairs screaming in pain, I was like... There's a weird, morbid love I have so about this place now. So they sell alcohol and tattoos. You're, you're fine. You're yeah. fine with people upstairs screaming. And tiny bits That's of fudge. Cool. They t- they sell like tiny cakes and tiny bits of fudge. They're, they're, it's it's so wibbly. It's amazing there. Love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. How so much were you paid for that advert there, Harry? Hmm. How much were you paid for that advert? Uh, no one would pay me to advertise. I'd say too many random things. I couldn't just say it was nice. I had to say there's men screaming in pain and placebo. That wouldn't attract everyone. There's a target audience who lap that sort of thing up. I'll have you know. Yes. Target audience is me and people from the Chaos Forum, pretty much, I think. Oh, no. No, no. Uh, But otherwise doing good. I interviewed a lot of people at Nemocon. Phil had a fun time DJing. We'll talk to you about that one next week. Next uh, week we've got James and Jiren uh, from uh, Nemocon, who are the um, the people that put it on, basically. Oh, uh, awesome! With the with the town hall, they 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 should be coming in next week, on Monday six to eight. Sweet. Yes. We'll also have plenty of interviews, uh, and yeah, including Tucky, where we talk about like how he's been going on at Nemocon, the differences in years, and some announcements for SunnyCon too. Oh, there's some absolutely amazing announcements some for SunnyCon. Awesome Con. announcements for SunnyCon too. I can't actually say what it is because it's not due out for another week. Well, I, have, I've, I have pre-knowledge. It's so cool. That's the best thing. We, we were sat, you know, listening, and you were, you were interviewing, and I listened in and whatnot, and oh, so we, you we know all this stuff. We know what's going on, and SunnyCon, there's so many big things going on. Did you sign an embargo? 
No, we didn't, but we're well, polite. Well, you can say anything then. Okay. Talk, talk, anyway. Verbal contract. Talk all beat us up. It's all good. Anyway, so uh, the Geek Show follows the usual format of news, movies, games, televisions, animation, graphics, literature... And, and today, we and 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 there is a new addition to the drinking game. Is Every it? time Phil says that, yes, the Geek Show follows the usual is format. Is Every time bad? he says the, I think usual should yeah. be the word because it also triggers in things like, well, usually and it's usual. We're doing asking the questions you don't hear anywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> it's called that's structure. not a good. It's not a good thing, Phil. Oh, okay. well, however, today we are talking about brands, um, yes. not as in like tattoos, but as in like you know branding and like like. <laughs> Encompassing franchises. Oh, I could totally have said uh, it's not We'll the, fix it in post. It's not the hairy British comedian either, so. What, jo- <laughs> Joe's not that hairy. No, Russell Brand. Oh, oh right, yeah, he is hairy. Joe Branding. <laughs> I was going to say, what? I was going to say, what happened to Joe Brand in recent years? I, I saw her on QI not too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think we're going to go into the news. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Let's go with the news before we start the show. Yes, this is the news. Um, Our first, our lead article today Uh, tractor beams could be made of light. Okay. As opposed to yes. tractors. As, As opposed to tractors. <laughs> Presently, they aren't working for picking things up when you just hurl tractors at people. <laughs> if tractors someone, in space. To be honest, if someone threw a tractor at me, I would pick just about anything up. There's been a lot, very few alien abductions in recent years, but a lot of dead farmers crushed by tractors. Do yes. the math. Yes. Do the math. Um, anyway, what they've uh, uh, they have actually tried making tractor beams in the past, and they've usually relied on inducing electric or magnetic charges, you know, using heat to create pre- air pressure differences, that sort of thing. Okay. This time, there uh, it was in the April issue of Optics Express, a guy called Mordecai Segev from the... Mordecai tech- Segev, yeah. the evil scientist. Yeah, from the Technion Israel <laughs> Institute of Technology. Uh, he's put forward the curious phenomenon of negative radiation pressure as a possible way of creating a track beam okay. to move small objects, which is basically you ma- taking light and manipulating light to create a track beam. Hmm. Now, if it works, you know, it, no. I, if it works, yes, tractor beams, brilliant. But if it doesn't work, then it's a lot of research money down the drain again. It's science. Let it do what it wants. It, you can't. Well, no. You can't have possibly unproductive research and say no. It, you, you have to have possibly unproductive stuff all the time. Otherwise, we never get anywhere. Also, how are we going to have a, a generation of mad scientists if they don't do things like this? Exactly. Absolutely. We've been deprived of that generation for but this too is the long. Point, we should already have that generation, given you know all the scientific research that's gone on during like the fifties, sixties, seventies. That's yeah. They're getting on now, though. We need a new, br- new. But that's what we I'm do. We do with a well. name like Mordecai Segev. You th- you think he was some kind of evil genius? He's, he uh, just... I, all you need to know is he's working on a tractor beam. That that that's it. Yeah. And if that doesn't make him evil, nothing does. I mean, he, that, he, you, does it you help if see... he, does it help if he's also got a shark with a laser beam on? Yeah, but yeah, this is the thing. You remember that submarine base from a couple of weeks ago? Mm-hmm. You yes. could just see a sign on there saying "Property of Mordecai Segev." Actually, a, ch- a shark with a tractor beam—that would be terrifying because it could grab people from a distance and pull it towards it. Okay, Mordecai, <laughs> we have found your evil plan. A it shark. is really, actually, very good. A shark on a tractor with a tractor beam. 
Okay, okay so uh, <laughs> news article number two DreamWorks to make a Need for Speed movie. Yes. Oh, that's painful. Yeah. Dreamworks. Stop being dumb and give me your money. You do not deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I will not give you mine. I want yours. Yes. DreamWorks, uh, you're allowed money. It's, uh, I think it's called, uh, it's called Need for Speed Act of Valor. Right, okay. And, yeah. What? The executive producer... Is it a crossover with Medal of Honor? Hang on. The executive producer of She's Out of My League is writing the screenplay. That sounds amazing. I, I'm, I'm in for that already. So the writer of a crummy rom-com, rom-com is going to do the movie for what is essentially a video game remake of what is essentially Fast and the Furious. Yeah, yes. like, although in fairness, Fast and yeah. Furious is essentially a love story between several men and their cars. So yeah. I think a rom-com atmosphere probably so works. Fast and the Furious was all about autophilia. Pretty much. Oh, mm. Let's move well away from that. Uh, <laughs> a military movie star starring active duty U.S. Navy steals. Blah 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 blah. No. Oh God. Oh, uh, it's the oh no, actor Valor. You know the uh, guy that did the movie actor Valor, which involved the Navy oh, Seals. Oh, oh right, the sorry. Movie right. Yeah. Valor, which yeah. Oh, so it's Scott. He Wall. directed it. It's right. a, a what? That, no, get the, that, no, move. it's the actor Valor director. Sorry, that movie uh, yeah. actor Valor was a promotional campaign for the Navy. Basically, said Etne, Etne Van Nioj, like he said in The Simpsons. Just say join the Navy in the lyrics. That's basically his, that's about as subtle as that it, film it was. It said he had like live fire being done by probably Marines. Against now it's the against part which makes this film really weird. Children. Who is it? It was a Russian terrorist with affiliates from Basically, they wove together every single thing that America has ever said been against or said they've been against. Communists. And somehow made six different countries one man the enemy. So, so hang on. He so was, a, he was a Russian ter- He was a Russian Islamic terrorist yep. with a Vietnamese dad yep. and a Chinese no, like, mom. It's more like he's in one he's in one country, his and, nationality's and, another. And, and, and then he, he was had, raised in Iran. Basically, yeah, he d- he's in one country, he was from another, he had connections in one place which has terrorists who went yeah. through another place to steal from America. Something baller. It was ball. a rubbish film that didn't realise it was a massive joke. So yeah. he's doing... You may as well just give it a Yui Baller and then be done. You can't yeah. really have live fire, though, and call it a camp film. Anyway. Oh, that's the difficulty. Sorry, my mistake. Scott Worf, who is the guy who directed Act of Valor, is going to direct this. Wait, so what the hell does that other rom-com have to do with this? Uh, she, the, the executive producer... Oh, right. She's out of my league, is writing the screenplay for the Need for Yeah, so quite obviously these are people what? that uh, enjoy working just for money and will sell their souls for it. So wait, we have... Yeah, it's George Gatton's... George Gatlin's is writing the screenplay. Right. He just sounds like a steward, frankly, so yeah. yeah. Let's move on from the film, which will have the plot line of a rom-com, but the execution of live fire, which may actually turn out to be the best rom-com I've ever seen. Now no, we no, no, that's the apartment. I'll just yes. interrupt you there. The Robot Revolution, number one this week, is mimicking breathing. They yes. can do one of the functions that we used to be able to spot them out for. Well, it's not actually a real thing yet. Samsung have filed the patents for a robot that mimics human walking, breathing, and other things. Wait, mimics human walking uh, and so breathing? But there's loads Samsung. of human walking robots already. No, yeah. no. They walk in a specific way, but they don't walk like humans. What, right. so, Swagger? No, even, the, even Samsung... Asimov, they Samsung, walk like Egyptians. They don't like walk like <laughs> Egyptians. Samsung have patented androids now. Hmm. Because they went, nobody's done this. 
Okay, in that case, I want to get a Kickstarter together and patent swagger walking for robots and various other styles <laughs> of... Still walking robots. Backwards walking, slow walking, shuffling. and walking. shuffling. <laughs> Basically, walking. if what I can the... own every other type of walking, about, then they're going to yeah. have to pay me at some point. What about the Saunter? Incredible Hulk slow walk at the end of the credits? A saunter. Yeah. Let's see. The what other gate. Co- Moonwalking. Moonwalking. Because that would actually be very useful for, like, Galloping. confusing people. Galloping. Ooh. They've gone for human walking, but not animaloid walking. Okay, the Kickstarter will be starting tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> or Indiegogo, actually, considering all things. So they, filed a patent, so they filed a patent. There's no information yet about them actually making anything, though. Well, they are actually working on it. That's why uh-huh. they filed the patent. Uh-huh. Um, that they just wanted to annoy the, people. The started. thing is, Samsung is... There's a line here saying that Samsung is almost too fond of the uncanny valley, and uh-huh. we're a bit inclined to agree. Yeah. You know, they do like the creepy factor in their robots. They do, definitely. I mean, at least Sony made Asimov look like a spaceman. Asimov was designed to not terrify you. Exactly. Yeah. Asim- Asimov looks so sweet, he can't terrify you. I mean, as far as the uncanny valley goes, we have that in the next Robot Revolution news as well. So oh, Robot yes. Revolution, they have fingers. Wow. Not a fury just yet, but yeah. fingers are being wow. developed. These fingers are a bit different because we've seen robot hands and stuff like that. These ones have textures uh, that can they can feel textures more accurately than a human. Okay, so they so their fingers HD basically. <laughs> Let's put it this way: these are the type, oh. the fingers that they've got. They they're so sensitive they could find the spots on a pair of dice in the dark and tell you what what side was facing up just by feel. Whoa. That's that's cool. Yeah. Mm. That will actually that should probably help with all the robots dropping things that we've had issues yeah. with previously. If they can actually figure out where things are going in the hands and sense slipping, being able to sense slipping would actually be really handy for not dropping objects. As also, the like they can also touch your face and stuff and be all cute. There is a, there is a, there is one <laughs> bit of this article that I'm a bit confused about though. Okay, it Japanese says, side. Oh no, it's the Californians again. Exactly. It they is. have designed a robot with whose finger vibrates. And and then runs over whichever surface, and then finds out the texture of it yeah. through vibration. But here's the thing: in this article, the yeah. robot was trained on 117 common materials, right? Sourced from fabric, stationery, and hardware shops. Mm-hmm. Now, hardware shops is the one that puzzles me because obviously we're talking about wood and metal and stuff like that. Yeah. So why would you want to put a robot in a place where it can feel what what like all sorts of metal things feel like and then start building things? I'm just being paranoid now. I think no, you are being paranoid. Don't worry. I think they'll have been clever enough to stick to the building materials and not the actual like hammers and saws. Yeah. Um, the robot would uh, make a number of intelligently selected uh, exploratory movements <laughs> like rubs, wiggles, and pokes. <laughs> And it also vibrates, so <laughs> yeah. this is gl- this is this is just pure gold for me. I, I'm loving this. Uh, I'd, I'd love it to, just to hear that during the testing. It's like, okay, robot, we need you to reposition down your hand. Wiggle, 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 poke. Yeah. <laughs> rub, 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 wiggle. Phil wiggle, got poke. it. It's like that episode of Vibrate. Friends where she's going ten, ten, three, seven, seven, and if you haven't seen it, you won't know why. And well done. If you have, dirty you. The only thing I remember from Friends is Smelly Cat. That's it. Anyway, yes. moving on. Uh, things we want to try. The Delta Ooh. Wing. Now, this is a nice little uh, concept car. Mm-hmm. It's totally electric. 
it has only 300 horsepower and it can hit 320 kilometers per hour. And it was entered into the Le Mans 24 hour. Wow, so it's an electric car that, wow, goes 320 miles an hour. 320 kilometers per kilometers hour. Kilometers per hour. Oh. That's unbelievable. Metric, get with the system. Does it still sound like a, a bee in a plastic Fight bag, system. like all these cars do? I have no idea, but uh, it looks pretty cool, and I would like to try it just to, just because I'm a bit of a racer. Rob, anyway. you would die. <laughs> I like by racing. <laughs> I've only anyway. seen you drive a bus. Okay, here we go again. Hands up who can drive. Legally. <laughs> there well, we go. I, Rob I, does not get to try. Me and Phil can. Yay. Well, oh, congratulations. Racist. <laughs> racist? You were yes. in my blind spot. This microphone's in the way. You're not racist. a very good driver, then. As in There's no such thing as a blind spot. <laughs> You're a really good murderer, then. Thank you. <laughs> uh, last anyway, News on. 6. Last article. Things we want to try. The Ringbow. This is yes. different to the I, small plastic ones that Tab Kimpton sells at conventions. I had uh, this point that out. I remembered you talking about Ringbow. I got really confused. Okay. Yes, the Ringbow. Uh, it fits any finger. It has Bluetooth support. It has a battery of at least five, for at least five hours of continual play, a D-pad, and a grip mechanism that allows it to fit any finger. It's a controller. It's, it's, it's a, games, a controller. games controller. It has a D-pad on it that you can use with your thumb. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really, it means that, you know, as a controller functionality, mm. this can be used for people with, like, one arm or missing fingers, or, like, really lazy people who only have two fingers they really use very often. Well, what all you're doing when you're playing with controllers is instead of touching the edge of your pointy finger, you touch the controller. But this one would be you touch the controller, but it's attached to your pointy finger. Yeah. You just need yeah. another one with a joystick on the other side, and you're you sorted. That's you done. Yeah, if, uh, you, if you can wear two, yeah. then all you need is like four digits. Thumbs and fingers. Uh, this nice. is a Kickstarter, though. Uh, we have to point out it's not an actual product yet. They need about $100,000 in support to get this product off the ground. In some, guys, some guys just run this up in 3DS Max and go, oh, give me money, please. <laughs> Looks pretty good, I make though. this. I make this. I make this. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the news for yes. today. Anyway, moving yep. on. We'll be linking I... up the Kickstarter and other things later on. Uh, via the post of this episode when it goes up on the website. Presently on the website, you yes. can read Rob's new review of the new Full Metal Alchemist film and see our coverage of well, London MCM Expo. It's not really new, I'd say. New, it's Recent. a new post. There's, He's uh, trying to plug the uh, website. Let him do it, Rob. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Rob, too, you've got your uh, Wreck-It Ralph one up there. No, Is no. It My no. computer's been broke recently, so I'm kind of behind schedule on reviews. Okay. That was a preview of Wreck-It Ralph. There's a preview. By Momo. It was a trailer. There was us going, oh my god, this trailer, we must share it with the world. Look, there's Dr. Eggman and everything. Yes, it's quite appropriate we're talking about that, because today's show is about brands. Um, Linking. And we will talk about Wreck-It Ralph when we get to animation. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Hello, I am Vitalia Alexius from Romantically Apocalyptic Webcomic, and I'm here for the Geek Show. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Yes. Yeah, we are now in the film section, and as usual, we have our. Oh God, I said usual this time. Take a drink. We have oh, our film. We have our film resident film reviewer, Rob Two. Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> He's waving because uh, we're on radio. You get two introductions. You're I do. special. That's fantastic. Uh, this week, uh, the review I'll be doing is for Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. It's part of this uh, series of novels that we're getting recently. Like uh, I don't know what it is. But it's right, Jane Austen and Zombies. Pride and Prejudice That's and Zombies. Was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies was the first one that and came out. And I then they went Moby Dick, 
There's another okay. one with sea monsters. Pride and Prejudice, or I don't know, with sea monsters. Yeah. There's a lot of these books coming out. But uh, there's Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, and it's being produced by uh, Tim Burton. So there's that. There's really? a fan base built in for that. I think that's why it's got as big a release as it has, because the sort of film it is, it is a revisionist history, but it's also at the same time, it's Abraham Lincoln, he's got an axe, he kills some vampires. This is very much a B-movie with A-movie productions. It's very lavish. It's done by the guy who did uh, Wanted. Let's have a crack at his name. Tima Bekmanatov or oh, something like that. That's a good, that's a good attempt. I'm not yes. sure whether it's his name. <laughs> but uh, It's by him and you can call him Michael Bay in the sense of he's much more focused on the fact that his films are very visual, very big and explosive, but mm. there's not really much to them. Yes. And that's true of this one. I mean, it's enjoyable, but... Very big problems in it. I mean, the cast, for example, it's got Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who's in it, from yeah. uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. She, oh, right. She's yeah. only here to really smile. She's got a very nice smile, but that's all she does. She smiles. Ah. Uh, it's got Alan Tudyk in it, from uh, Serenity, that people might know. Uh, it's got... Who else has it got in it? It's got a good cast. It's got Dominic Cooper as well. But uh, the problem is... Not many people have anything to do except the actor who plays uh, Abraham Lincoln, who does a very good yeah. job. But again, all he needs to do is slash zombies up. No, vampires up, I'm sorry. But at the Can same you time. Can tell the difference <laughs> these days between vampires and zombies? Not really. Uh, but uh, the problem is. One of the first problems is there's not a real sense of dread in the film. I mean, this, he runs across the backs of horses to kill a particularly nasty vampire, and not for one second do you think he's going to fall off and hurt himself. And the fact that he can do anything and not get damaged or feel the repercussions in any way, for an action film, is kind of terrible, to be honest. It's because he's the president. No, no, no. I mean, that's, that's another problem. It's too tied to history. I know that's a terrible thing to say. It's about Abraham Lincoln. It should be about history. But at the same time, it's too close to it. The first half is the problem. It starts up like a normal uh, action thriller with a revenge storyline yeah he's something's happened to him and he wants to get revenge he gets revenge about halfway through and then it jumps forward to he's an elderly man in his 50s in the later days of uh, Lincoln's regime I suppose you'd call it regime <laughs> and uh, that's the problem he has this story it's leading up to a point there's a big bad after he killed the, the person who did the thing in his childhood and it just jumps forward it gets. It's just. It just doesn't feel right. It just and too much of a jump done. in plot, and mm. that jump in time frame. You kind of like, yeah, I, I can't get back into this. It's lost me completely. Uh, it kind of feels like they shoved a sequel in the same film. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, that because it, it mm. feels like they tried to do two films: the first film and the second film. It seems like they got the first half of the first one and the second half of the second one, because it's just such a big jump between the middle half and the second half. It just, it doesn't really work, but. In its times, it has fun bits, as silly bits, as violent bits. So there's stuff in there that is enjoyable, but it's all substance, really. There's not much more to it. No, so the film Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter does understand it is a film called Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yeah, it does, but it doesn't really go crazy with it. It's kind of tame, I suppose. It's just stupid things, but again, it comes back to that no sense of threat. Or these people could act- Well, Abraham Lincoln could actually get hurt. Ah. But yeah, it's, it's fine... I wouldn't really go mad in it. The 3D just makes the picture darker, and it's already a dark picture, being a Burton yeah. film, so it's kind of hard to see. Yeah. If you're going to watch it, just wait until DVD. Really. Okay. Hmm. Right. Thank you for that, Rob. Well, hey, I don't think I want to watch that movie now. You're welcome. 
No matter how <laughs> slow, mo- no matter how many slow motion tree breaking scenes they do with an axe. Yeah, they say true power comes from truth. So if you believe what you're saying, you can smash trees with your hands. Apparently, it's anime. It is. Yeah, no, it's very, it's very kung fu. Mm-hmm. Kung who? Kung pao. Chicken. Yes. I need to watch that film again. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Brands. Yes, talking about brands. Okay. I- <sighs> So Joe and Russell are both comedians who have had their heyday. Yes. However, <laughs> no. Uh, come on. Yeah. Why are they so important to Hollywood? What? Hollywood Russell is brand. Hollywood is brands. No, no, not Russell brands. That's how it works now. In general, mm-hmm. it's completely brands. All the big companies that have some sort of brand in there, whether it's a well-established yeah. name, whether it's a director, a series of TV that's made the leap, nothing mm. is out of the blue or new in Hollywood mm. because there's just too much of a risk there. As per definition, yeah. yeah. It is uh, the music industry, it is yeah. the movie industry, yeah. They want to make things if it's going to make them their money back, and exactly. that brand is a huge part of it. Exactly, and you can look at any kind of, even on Wikipedia, that's public knowledge, the gross revenue of things, and realise that stuff with existing stuff around it, things that are already established films, will earn more. They will. It's part of the definition. I mean, except for ones that are really, truly awful, like the human centipede. But like, look at Blue Sky, for example. Blue Sky have made... And they keep doing it. They go for Ice Age, non-Ice Age, Ice Age, non-Ice Age, Ice Age, non-Ice Age. If you look <coughs> at the Wikipedia page, it shows this. The Ice Age ones, not only do they always gross more, but they gross more with every new iteration. That's why they have a fourth really? one. Yeah. Ice and Age, they're worse. Ice Age 3, despite being universally seen as terrible, has earned more than any other film this guy's ever made. By far. It's a kids' film, isn't it? It doesn't really matter. Kids will see it if it's rubbish or the best film ever made. True, especially I think it works even more with kid films. The idea that you know yeah. continued iterations—they really don't care. It's it's like a Green Hornet. There was a, a terrible film, had a brand recognition. It was rubbish. People didn't like it. If that was a kids' film, we would have like Green Hornet Four on the way now. Prince of Persia. Yeah. It was meh, but it had a previously existing title, so they made it. Green Hornet Four. I was just thrown out there. <laughs> Make a flubber too. Why not? Because it was Blubber. terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. The original, the original black and white version of Flubber was good, but the what? Robin Williams version was appalling. Wait, wait, there was an original black and white version of Flubber? Yeah. Really? Most, most, a lot of these movies that are coming out now are... That's not now. Remakes like, of like 15 movies years ago from or like something. 50, 60 years Flubber ago. Flubber was, what, 95, 96? That's not recent. That's not recent, but I mean, it's one—it's uh, just one of Hollywood's trends. I was four, dude. If I hadn't got a PS1 yet, it is not recent. <laughs> That's how time works. Showing your age, Harry. Or lack, lack thereof. I'm showing my youth, Rob. Sorry. <laughs> lack of age. That's oh. how I phrase it. But yeah, it seems like for twofold reasons. One is that existing brands just make more money by definition. It has mm. to work. Yeah. In addition, there's less... Less risk, and I suppose investors could understand more when an existing brand flops. Because they go, but it already has this fan base. I don't know what went wrong. It couldn't have been our terrible writing. Well, Cars, Cars 2 was rubbish. And yeah, Cars 2 was rubbish, but they sold lots of toys. Oh, I'm so went, that's oh, the oh look, thing. here's more Lightning McQueen. I'm I'm so not looking forward to the new Pixar film. It's the feeling I've never he, had before. He's right? just been really pernickety about it because it's a high school thing. It's not Monsters a school thing, you. it's a college thing, or a well, university, university thing, it's oh, Monsters its mind. University! Yeah. The sequel to Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Let's not go on about no, that No, the much. prequel to Monsters, Inc. The prequel. Before, the they, before yeah. they learned to be jerks, they were 
before they learned not to be jerks, they were college jerks. jerks. So it's How Billy Crystal surprising. and John Goodman pretending to be. God, yeah, yeah, Sully is a nerd. No, Sully is a bully, and Mike is a nerd, and they're the only people who appear to be in it from Monsters Inc. And it's just a college film, but it's called University. Well, they never say the word university in any of the trailers. It's always college, 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 college. So it's Disney's version uh, of because in America like they don't have. It will be brilliant. Like we have, they have universities. Apparently, actually, it's a Pixar film. Around, It'll usually be college brilliant. Harry's just being a. Cars Two was also a Pixar film. Yeah, but that was a passion project for John Lasseter. Oh no, it was awful. Hmm. It, all right, it okay. Was. The only movie I've disliked by Pixar ever, e- ever. Uh, there's a couple of people that will hate me for this. It's, it's just cast two. It's, it's, it's awful. There are a couple of people, but a couple is two, so you're fine. Oh, well, it was one, universally one, one, of, one of my girlfriend's mutual friends uh, and I is the most soulless, heartless person in the world because he's never, ever thought a Pixar movie's good or a DreamWorks movie's good because he'll just go, here's the formula, apply it. And I'm like, don't ruin it for me. And oh, he's I, like, I hate it when that happens. It's like, oh, I know there's a formula, but it's fun. You know what you should do? You should strap him to a chair like in the Clockwork Orange and just play it on the loop until he gives in. <laughs> Not every <laughs> Anyway. Existing brand is different to existing formula. Formulas can... Yeah. Formulas good... exist for a reason. They, yeah. They're very helpful. You can play around with the characters more. If you use an existing formula, you don't need to write around them so much. Yeah. yeah. Not every film needs to have a new formula. A yeah. lot of films need new yeah. brands. That kind of a, has a relating point as well. It just shows Hollywood has no creativity in the soulless husks, frankly. Soulless soulless husks. At the same time, it just shows that there's a lot of stuff out there, independent cinema world, which has become really interesting. It doesn't have to prove itself. It can just have this idea, it can get this independent sourcing through crowdsourcing or whatever, and just go for it and hopefully get a distribution deal or just distribute online. There's no need to prove something to anybody in the independent world, whereas... The mainstream Hollywood world has to prove everything to everybody. Mm, okay. Um, all right. If you take away... Uh, okay, let's ignore the money aspect for a second. Well, you can't. It's brands. That's uh, everything. Yeah, I know. But we just, I just want to ask, what other advantages, aside from the ability to make more money, oh. do movies gain from being part of a brand? Um, it's related to money, but it's not exactly money. It's an element of safety. They can actually be a bit more avant-garde or a bit more fearless and making something different if it's an existing brand that people will already pay attention to. Can I just jump in there with one film that relates to that point? Uh, Bad Lieutenant, the part of New Orleans. It was the original one in the, 90- in the 70s. It was indeed it was scuzzy, yeah. but this one has Nicolas Cage in, and it's using that brand recognition. Not safe mm, at all, yeah. but it kind of relates to what Harry was saying. Ah. Well, actually, I, I was going off of something film. you told me on Facebook, actually, in response to my cringing at the Monsters U trailer yeah. is that uh, you mentioned how Pixar in their sequels in order to not stagnate in order to tell new stories without doing that is they use a different formula archetype well yeah like it's, it's Tick Story Story the first one it's whatever it doesn't really matter the second one is a, I can't remember what it is now what is it is it coming of age I suppose it is it's a coming of age story and the third one's a prison movie and uh, Cars 2 is a spy movie Hmm. Compared to the first one's just a race movie. They haven't got any more sequels than that, have they? No. They don't actually sequel very often. Uh, no. For good reason. Uh, sequels Pixar. are inherently difficult. Pixar, yeah. Uh, I've just attended a Pixar pub quiz and figured out that my girlfriend knows every Pixar movie, date they came out, when, gross amounts, everything like that, why they did, who are the main people, because, you know... Hmm. Wow. I think we're I focusing a, a bit geek. too much on Pixar, though. There are others. 
most prominent examples, Indiana Jones, Star Wars. Actually, yeah, if we're going for this, can actually DreamWorks as well with Shrek. And it's the thing of going, yes. oh, here's, the, here's one of the main problem. Here's the main problem with brands is that if you've made a brand and it's going really well and you've yeah. made at least one sequel, yeah. Hollywood is going to demand a third, if not six. Yeah, the cash cow is getting very solid these days. And two spin-off series and an animated oh, series the and a game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel just where this is going with uh, Pixar and DreamWorks, I feel Nintendo is going to have a real good time during uh, the game section, at least. Mm. You're going to get a flogging. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Mm. Shall we take a break so we can move on to the flogging of Nintendo? Oh, I think we really, really should. What have we got today, then? We've got a bit of Supergrass. Pumping on your stereo, and you're listening to The Geek Show on 104.5 FM and thegeekshow.co.uk. I'm Dave Gibbons, and I listen to 104.5 CV FM and The Geek Show. Yes, Dave Gibbons. Listen to us. From 2000 AD, which yes. is really cool. Yeah, and the artist of Watchmen. Oh, really? Oh. Yes. How did you not know? I did not know that. I, I said thought... that like a billion times when we got him. Oh, but I, I thought I thought he was just like the executive producer of 2008 and Judge Dredd and all that. But uh, I thought he was. Like... I thought he was just the executive producer just of 2008. So you're like, what? Saying he's just Jesus. So what? He's just <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> on a scale of one to Jesus, he's pretty up there. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, yes, before we get to the Nintendo bashing, what Yay. does a trilogy actually mean? Well, you know how games companies can count to two and seven? Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's somewhere between those, I think. Oh, it's like Grand Theft Auto 4 is actually like the sixth one in or something. Mm. Well, there's Assassin's I think it's like the eighth. There's Assassin's Creed 1, 2, uh, Brotherhood Revelations 3. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how numbers work. I'm sorry, guys. Gears of guys. War is just as bad. Gears of War 1, 2, 3, originally planned as a trilogy. Then what happens? Gears of War Judgment. It's not quite as bad as Assassin's Creed, though. It's, an, it's a trilogy in eight games or something, isn't no, it? No, no. Grand Theft Auto is the worst. Yeah, but that doesn't claim to be what's a trilogy. That, Assassin's movie, Creed did. What's that movie, Trilogy in Four Parts? What? Is that Monty Python? No, no. A trilogy in Four Parts is uh, the... Uh, it's, it's Robert Rankin did uh, a series of four books called A Trilogy in Four Parts. Oh, yeah. It was ah. uh, The Brentford Triangle, East of Ealing, Sprouts of Wrath, and uh, something else. can't remember. Ah, techno Jesus or something like that. Nah, oh, nah. The, the Mechanical Messiah. Mechanical nah. the Techno Jesus. Yeah, we, were, we were there at that book launch. We were. We it was wasn't the mechanical. It wasn't the mechanical. I, I got as far as Techno Jesus. <laughs> anyway, moving on. It's a different thing. Although, oh god, actually, speaking of Assassin's Creed, that's what you find out. Because like, I played Assassin's Creed one a bit of it, and then I was playing on a dying computer, and then never really got back to it. And then I watched yep. a friend of mine play Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, ah. and so I got the skip between finding out how wibbly Assassin's Creed's universe is and knowing that there's a guy who goes into his past lives and fights a bunch of people. And so what I got treated to was going, oh, so they're in, they're in Venice this time. Let's see what happens in Venice. Well, you've just finished punching the space pope in the face space and he drops pope. his lance of electricity and it's like, wait, sorry, he's doing what? And you put that into the Vatican, which is a space Vatican, an electro one. Spoilers. Spoilers, yeah. Harry told me about this last night, and it, I, I said it's, he's got to use this as a tagline, groin punching the space pub in the in Electro the Vatican. Vatican. That's how Assassin's Creed Brotherhood cool. starts. You've that's just a been, name. That's a great subtitle, though. Yeah. The, Assassin's uh, Creed Brotherhood, yeah. groin punching the space pub in the Electro Vatican. Yeah. The trilogy in four parts is Robert Rankin's Brentford trilogy. 
And the weird thing is, I read all four books before I went to live in Ealing. So while I was living in Ealing, where, oh. the, books have, where the books are actually set, nice. I'm wandering around going, hmm. Love the ranking. Yes. Yeah, anyway. trilogy, so, so far we're at the third or fifth Assassin's Creed game, with the PS Vita game coming out as well. So the, trilo- the, the third is the one before the sixth. It's so what? Oh, Silent Hill's doing that weird thing as well because it kind of went one, two, something, something, homecoming, something, no, something. No, it went eight. one, two, one, two, three. The room, uh, the shattered room. memories, origins, yada yada, you know, blah blah, and then all of a sudden, Silent Hill, whatever. Yeah, trilogy tri- is a way of making money before the actual there numbers. You go. Yeah, a trilogy is a way of making money, but it seems like they've kind of. I get the feeling that the games industry just kind of doesn't really understand like hexadecimal system, and instead of using like letters instead of numbers, <laughs> they give them names instead. Are they counting in base pi, perhaps? Uh, I don't know. It's, I'm sure there's pi in there somewhere. One, oh, two, hot pockets. rounded up to four. There's hot pockets involved there somewhere, not pi. <laughs> <laughs> it's should a trilogy be a trilogy? Yes. Yes. As per definition, I think awesome. As the, per ruddy definition. I think the more pertinent point there would be, does it, the trilogies actually exist in games? Because the point of a trilogy is, here's a story, split into three parts. Now here's a character, let's throw him somewhere else, let's throw him somewhere else, let's throw him somewhere else. No, exactly. No, 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 no. Like, Uncharted 3 is not a trilogy. Yeah. It's just the same character in three games. Didn't, didn't well, say... No. Did, mm. Uncharted, Did they Uncharted say it was a trilogy? is not a trilogy because there's another Uncharted game. Yeah, I meant the PlayStation 3, as in those three. Mm-hmm. As a trilogy, yeah. Well, it's the thing that uh, for stuff like that would. Okay, so we're saying that it's bad that they go. This is a trilogy, and go one, two, blah, 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 three. Yeah. We're also bad when they go. It's a trilogy. One, two, three. Not a number. Not a number. Not a number. Four. Not a number. Not a number. PS Vita. <laughs> Do, would we prefer? <laughs> is this a shipping forecast all of a sudden? <laughs> Yes. Coming Peter, in 7-2, strong gustily wins. <laughs> I think that's the new Disgaea game. Uh, I, I think there's this thing that, should they abandon numbers for the sake of subtitles instead, or would that get too confusing for chronology's sake? Mm. Uh, subtitles just sound cooler, don't I? I think yeah. that's what it comes I down do, to. Are, are we patronising games here? Are we going, you guys can't write real stories? Well, they can't. Well, they can't. Ah, well, <laughs> uh, well, let's go, movies can't, you know? It's one I, of these things. Do we judge all movies on yes, human Yes, but the difference is movies is a storytelling medium, games is an interactive, let's shoot that thing in the face medium. Well, mm, uh, no. There's not always there's a, there's a yes well, it, it's a general. Yes no. general. All right, okay, well, let, well if, if you're going to go like that, I would, just throwing it right back, I'd say, well, there's, there's more pornographic movies, so that's what all movies are about. If well, if you say that, you'd be a prize idiot. I have to disagree with you on that one because um, you could also make the argument saying that all movies are Bollywood movies, given how many yep. come out of, <laughs> yep. out of India every year. Yep, let's all dance around bushes. <laughs> oh, Man, the- I thought we were talking <laughs> Bollywood movies. <laughs> the majority, it messes up your argument. Yes, yes anyway, sir. moving on. All right. I still like numbers as an easy way of telling what goes in what sequence, however... A yeah, they should just stick with going number, number, number if they start with numbers and then go for... No, like, Half-Life is a great. Half-Life 1, Half-Life 2, Half-Life 2.1, Half-Life 2.2. I know which order to play them in. <laughs> well, that's the most confusing part. I know you stop before Half-Life 3. You can tell because there's a generation between each. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if there's that long a gap, which there is between 1 and 2, then I need the help. 
Harry, to try and figure it out. Harry, you will be you will be showing episode three to your children. <laughs> no, I was just about Trust to say me before. Anything. Yeah, when oh, I'm a hologram. I was just about to, <laughs> I was just about to say when when Valve released Half Life th- released Half Life Three, Harry's going to be saying, "I remember when all this was polygons." <laughs> we'll be on the PS2's reboot by that time. They'll have rebooted the PS2 back into original continuity and gone yeah. PS1, PS2. You know, it'll be after the PS10. Chip tunes is all about it, but sounds using retro gaming hardware. And then it's like, oh my god, they used to listen to stuff in 44.4K. Wow. <laughs> yes. How dare they listen to it just in HD? The annoying thing that I find about this stuff is when it's they abandon all form of subtext and they go into like rebranding and reclassifying things like yeah. what was it? Was it Mortal Kombat that went for a game that was just called Mortal Kombat when it was like the fifteenth in the series? Yeah. Why? That's Why not the would worst you do one. that? Retcon. No, no, that's not the worst one. Because um, we were talking about this last night, Harry and I, and Harry mentioned Torchlight, which we'll get to in a minute. Yes. But one of the one of the worst ones of recent of recent. Years. In fact, yep. it's only in the last year this happened. A game called Lord of Shadows was being made. That's Castlevania, isn't it? No, it isn't. That's now, a this subtitle is for Castlevania. This, well, here's the thing. The game was originally called Lord of Shadows. It was never meant to be released as part of the Castlevania franchise. It was never made to be part of Castlevania. They, Castlevania? Yeah, Castlevania, Castlevania, however you pronounce it. I don't mm. care. But tomato, potato, tomato, or orange. The game was potato, made tomato. as just a third-person pers- third action-adventure you know, a guy runs about slashing demons, that sort of thing, in kind of the Devil May Cry uh, mold, trying to make a new IP. You know, well, that's how they do it. And what it? happened was that they realised that this had been done to death, and so it probably wasn't going to sell as well as they hoped. So they simply tacked on the name Castlevania. You say that, but it didn't sell well anywhere. It didn't sell well anywhere because by that point. You know, uh, all of the games websites had already known about the game under the name Lord of Shadows, and it had yeah, no I relation to it. Games don't sell badly because what games websites think. Yeah, you have. And talking about people who were going to buy the game mm-hmm. already knew it was never, never part of the Castlevania franchise. You say it didn't sell well, but you've heard of it. Yeah, because I played I it. It was awful. Yeah, adding yeah. the name Castlevania in it, though, makes it appear on the radar easier. Plus, people will know of it. If you said Lord of Shadows without Castlevania anywhere near it, then I'm pretty sure that Rob will be the only one who actually had heard of the thing. It's like, it's like he may s- not even have. It's like saying, yeah. oh, have you heard that new Mario game? Well, it isn't really a Mario game, but, you know, it's mm-hmm. bolted on. Yeah. It's got yeah. Mario. It's yeah. a new Mario game. It doesn't what? involve Mario. We have, oh a my game. God. we have a game with a short, fat guy, but it's not going to sell. What do we do? Put a red hat on him. Do you know why it didn't sell well? And I just pulled up the wiki page for this. Apparently, it was a reboot of the franchise. That's what they plugged it as. Oh, wait. So a game that wasn't even meant to be Castlevania got chosen as the new Castlevania. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't sold as that at all. It was just sold as a Castlevania game. Mm. Good Lord. But I think we're just stressing on this point a little bit too much. Uh, oh, no, yeah. what I'm saying is. This happened in order to increase the sales of it by latching on to an, exi- to an existing brand, a really well-known one. It also brings into question the whole Dev May Cry thing. I know Harry hates it, but is it a good idea when you've got a, a, st- a series that she's stagnant? Well, not stagnating, but the more series episodes you go into the series, the more tight and contained that series com- becomes. Is it okay to go back to zero and refiddle that franchise to open up to a potentially new audience? Retcon. Well, I essentially, yeah, but is that a good thing in games? I, I bring out an example from a comedian I cannot remember the name of, sadly, but he's on the internet and he got quite big. Uh, prequeling 
The idea of showing me Anakin Skywalker as a child is like saying I like sweets, so here's some rock salt. It's probably it before it is what you like, therefore you should like it still. It's right? Patton Oswalt. It sounds like <laughs> he's very good. Uh, I just want to bring up something. Uh, as soon as I remember what it was, we were talking about Devil May Cry, weren't we? Yes, we were. Yeah, yeah. Lucifer's Call. Oh, uh, uh, Shin Megami Tensei. Shin Megami Tensei. Lucifer's Call. The main attraction of that that game, the main reason why people bought it, is because Dante from Devil May Cry was in it. Mm -hmm. They didn't say that it's brand recognition with the Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, but at that point, thing is, at that point in this country, very few people had actually heard of Shin Megami Tensei. True, actually, it was branding for here, not for Japan. Fair enough, but but all over the box was includes Dante from Devil May Cry. That didn't really sell either, though. Yeah, it didn't sell. Were you marketing the company at the time? Let the man make his point. Go on, then. Uh, I am trying to, if you would be quiet, wench. Anyway, look, they relied on Dante to sell that game. They didn't try and sell the game on its own merits or the fact that it was part of the Shin Megami Tensei franchise. They sold it simply because it had Dante in it. That's what people bought it for. Mm -hmm. Yes, it didn't sell well because at that point, you know, Devil May Cry was still a fairly new IP. Uh, it didn't sell well because it's a Japanese I, uh, RPG in the Western Hemisphere. They don't really do that well. Very nation fa- Excuse me, Final Fantasy? Yeah, kind of over-reached. Final Fantasy that, is it? the only... All right, how many, how many really, really hit big of that ilk? Not many. Namco Tales Star Ocean, Suikoden, Tales, uh, the Tales franchise, Final Fantasy... Only heard of Final Skies Fantasy. of Arcadia. So far, Sky- Final Fantasy. Yeah, but Fantasy. you don't get out much, Phil, to game show. Well, sorry, you yeah. get in too little. Yes. <laughs> you need to get out less, and then you would have heard of some of these. Keep it out yet, is it, Phil, and that <laughs> worth it. Also, you're <laughs> old. Surely you've heard of Suikoden. No. Honestly. Anyway. Out of manga and everything. Bring it back. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Bring yes. it back. Rebranding and reclassifications. Anyway, back I- to Mario, I think. Go on. That was Nintendo, isn't oh, it? Yes. Grind Nintendo monkey. don't really do... Well, they only do brands. They can't do anything else. Yeah. This is the, mm. the this whole is Zelda... Nintendo's Mario. entire think, market is think, based on brands. I think the only sort of deviation from the brand and they've done is still completely within the brand. It's uh, Mario... No, Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion. Mansion. That's mm. about as far out of the that. box as they've gone. That's Wario, the, Luigi. They've announced a sequel for that. They have, yeah. I think it's on 3DS, isn't it? But the it? thing is, it, there's only two games where it's just Luigi. Mm. I mean, Wario gets more ga- gets more uh, airtime than Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that just uh, mini-game compilations? <laughs> yeah. Now, it would be easy to say, like, you know, if we could say that Zelda and Mario, those are the, the repeated things, the appearance of the repeated memes, even, they're, they exist to refuel Nintendo's money so they can make out newer projects. But the problem is they already make newer projects. They just no, they just make those. Mario, Zelda, and hardware. Star Fox, uh, Kirby. It's, mm. it's a pity, Pikmin. really. Because if you go back, there's Luigi. lots of lost and forgotten franchises that are hard. It would be mm. really quite interesting to be brought well, actually, to the, the modern l- generations. Well, Nintendo cheats with that one. Mm. By releasing Smash Bros. and including not only yeah, a whole roster of characters everyone knows and loves, and some characters people like, they include characters no one's heard of because they existed 30 years ago and go, Pit, from, from Kid Erica's in this. What? Well, you don't know now, but we're having a relaunch on the 3DS soon. Yeah. So now it's seeded. The ultimate advertisement is he's in a game you love anyway, as a guest star from a future game. It's not just that that they Evil do, though. Genius. Animal Crossing, right? Mm-hmm. Animal Crossing was a very, very unique game 
And that was it. You, you played it on like the GameCube or, or yep. SNES, whatever. And that was it. But was, then they brought out all sorts of versions on the Wii and there on was the DS. A, and there was like Advanced Wars as well, wasn't there? Was yeah, Advanced Wars was another one. Yeah. And uh, what was it? Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon was another yep. one that got the Nintendo treatment and all of a sudden the world was blanketed them. by virtual farms. Yeah, they kind of do that, though, and then, then it, people get a bit sick and then they just disappear yeah. completely. And it's kind of, well, you know, I like the original Harvest Moon because it was unique and it had charm and it wasn't Farmville, you know. Well, <laughs> well it think, kind of is Farmville now, isn't it? No, it, yeah, it is Farmville now. That's the, that's the point. It's lost all that charm. Do you think that at some point then the game should just stay dead? Yes. I think if you're going to kill off a game, then kill it off. Don't bring it back. No, time's infinite. Time's I, infinite. You can't just say kill Time off. is kill not off infinite. For 10 years, 15 years, do a proper recon. Recon? Recon. Recon. Well, t- because time's different, they could just go for not even a relaunch well, or a reboot, but just re-releasing. For example, what Metal Gear Solid is doing. The HD collection line. Yeah. Yeah. Really? They are doing the uh, Zone of Enders collection. Which yeah, It's very pretty. Okay, let's go with this one. Two questions. Only answer yes or no. Would you still like games that you loved previously to be re-released onto a console you currently own? No. No. Yes. Nostalgia is a terrible thing. No. I play, re- oh, pl- quite you hit. I know. I replayed uh, the, uh, the Ocarina of Time. Terrible game, by their standards. But in the day, it was awesome. Fantastic game. Majora's Mask is still awesome. I hold. Yeah. 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 So is Metal Gear Solid. You know, games I played when I was younger. I shouldn't have. Um, games I played when I was younger. Hmm. You should now, as an adult, know if they were awful. They should be tightened, at least. Second mechanics. Yeah. Second question, which relates to the responses, is: yep. Would you like the game that you previously loved once to be released with tuned-up graphics? No. Oh, uh, Final Fantasy yes. VII crowd will hate you for saying no. that. Uh, look, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII's graphics were atrocious, and people should deal with it. I'm the, sorry, yeah. it's not as good as you remember. At the end of I'm the day, I'm sick of this. They're speaking gibberish as well. The dialogue look, in that game. They had hooves for hands. Guys, they look like hooves. Guys, guys, look. As far as I'm concerned. If you're going to re, if you're going to reboot a game that I used to love, at least wait until I'm dead, <laughs> please. But, but you're, so or at least wait until I'm suffering from Alzheimer's and can't remember it. He is Surely that's like Tuesday, Rob. You are remember, not one of the younger ones on the show. So what if people live for a very long time? So exactly, they might lose the rights. No, but they won't. If they own the rights, they won't lose them. Uh, yeah, um, what, what's his name? Oh, summer know. holidays. We're all going... Cliff Richard. Richard, Cliff yeah. Richard is one of the only living artists who is old enough for his music to go out of copyright. Yeah, oh, he, he made it before the law changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Cliff Richard's earlier stuff is about to go out of copyright. But would and you he's still alive. Can he re-release a song? Dubstep Summer Holiday. Does that work? Anyway... To relate it back to our point, they won't do that because it's brand recognition. People will forget about it and they have to restart from point zero, and nobody wants that. They want it easy. That's why they have. That's why Nintendo do it because it's easy. Yeah. Mm. Well, I that might be harsh on them, but it's easy for them to just. It's br- safe. Play on these brand recognitions. The thing is, over reliance on over reliance on brands alone is walking a tightrope. Mm. But we'll so come back n- to that. Nintendo, yeah, totally yeah. walking on a tightrope. We'll come back to that because we are going to, when we get to animation, we are going to talk about pros and cons mm. of uh, relying on brands. My name is Becky Krill, and you're listening to 104.5 CVFM, The Geek Show. And welcome back, and we're in the animation section now. Continue mm-hmm. our discussion no, on we're television, the oh drug of the nation. Sorry, it's on the other side of the page. It's, <laughs> it's not my fault. TV, we're in TV. TV. Is this video drone? <laughs> we're, in, we're in a TV. 
Yes. Creepy. Yes. Video anyway. Grown. We are in your computer. Clear your cookies. It's filthy in here. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Why? You know what I mean, Jake? <laughs> there will possibly be a Jake or two listening who just freaked out. Clear browsing history. Anyway, how does an existing brand guarantee the success of a TV show? Talk uh, about uh, things uh, like... It, it doesn't guarantee, but it helps the odds very uh, much. Elaborate a bit further, Rob. How do you mean? Yeah. Talking about stuff like CSI, Star Trek, Stargate, Game of Thrones, that sort of thing. They're already existing brands. They're already well-known names. Well, because you need two bad series for people to stop watching. Uh, Stargate in particular. Hey, if you have only one really bad series, like Heroes, that's enough. <clears throat> Dexter. It kind of helps and it doesn't. Uh, take comic book series or book series. They'll have that uh, listenership or readership or whatever who will be expecting great things. Yeah. Which they'll, they'll tune into them automatically, but if it's not up to their standards, you'll see such a dive yeah. in the listener or viewer, viewer mm. figure, sorry. Mm. But what about which is kind of good and bad. Depends right. on how talented the cast and the, the script yeah. writers are, really. It's, it's difficult. I mean, like, you would think as well that with an existing brand, yeah. uh, I know I'm getting slightly... Well, no, actually... Uh, I know it's slightly off thing. It should have been the film section, but it, this topic's relevant to it. With an existing brand, you would think that if something is so different or so, you know, less quality than the original product, people would hate it. But with the Lorax, yeah. the fact that it's so different has actually really helped it. There are people who go, this is yeah. complete... You know, ruining of the original material. It's completely Huge. different. The yeah. points are all taken out. People are going, but look at the animation. It's completely different. And look at uh, the plot. It is different also. <coughs> Apparently, there's a huge agenda for everything green as well, which is a bit suffocating. But we've got that to look forward to. Yay, kids. Yay. Yay. <laughs> it has an agenda. Yes. It's a good thing. No, no, Deal no, no, with no, it. Not like that. Not like this, it isn't. Hmm? It's like totally blunt trauma agenda. Ooh. You can't possibly have heard it. <laughs> it's even in the trailer. Like, watch the trailer back, it's, like, really stressing the point quite hard in your face. It is, but you can't really not. Dolores' entire point is this is an environmental book. Even so, there's a, such a thing as subtlety. But then again, we are no. talking about brand, so I don't on, think Dr. it has a place. Zeus, there is no such thing as subtlety. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we're talking about brand. Subtlety has no business in this dojo. <laughs> no business in this dojo. Brands are subtle, just ask cows. So, animation... <laughs> <laughs> As per definition, brands aren't supposed to be subtle. Yeah, good point. They're meant to be in your face as much as possible. Unless it's some type of uh, sanitary product, and then it can't uh, yeah, it can't. Yeah, be we'll leave that there. They still get their brand out very far. They're like they, some shows I watch, I watch police action shows and traffic cops and stuff like this mm. on like a Tuesday night when I'm sat. My only night of the week, I'm do, doing nothing, <laughs> and. It's all lady feminine products and, and like, washing up liquid and stuff like this. I'm like... Well, they've done the research, so maybe that's the the target audience. I don't know. Yeah. Am I being overly stereotypical or is is that more female-orientated branding? And why traffic cops? I think that maybe like the chaos and... Do the the ladies like running over cars or are they spotting themselves? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. uh, The new Old Spice adverts are so good. That's what you link my mind to this then. The thing about animation and branding is that yeah. when you have an existing series, you often get spin-offs, or, re- or not even reboots, but newer versions. Like, we go from Legend of Ang to Legend of Korra. TV yeah. series. Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, well, we were going to come back, come to that. Sorry, the animation thing. section, yeah. Oh, yes, in the animation. Geez. What about Star Trek? Star what about it? What about Star it? Trek? Yeah. Okay, Star Trek had the original series, and then went in the next generation. The best had one. Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. Ah, right now. Enders uh, in space. Yeah, and like twelve films. After yeah, like twelve films. After the next gen- after the next generation, everybody was kind of oh, Trekkies all over again. Trekkies conquer the world, and then they released Deep Space Nine, and people, uh, you know, some people liked it. I liked Deep Space. Is that Nine. the Jane one? Enders no, no, in space. it was Cisco. Yeah, some it was EastEnders like in East space. Enders. I don't like yeah. EastEnders. I didn't mind it when it was set in space, though, because at least it was a long way away from me. Uh, the, uh, the, the most <laughs> soap opera-esque thing I can handle is Babylon 5. We'll, that get, is we'll get to that in a second. But yeah. uh, the thing is, by the time Voyager came out, and even more so by the time Enterprise came out, the expectation was that they could do pretty much whatever the hell they wanted with the franchise because you know the brand was Star Trek and people automatically would watch it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because it's Star Trek. Didn't work yeah. though, did it? No, because Enterpri- Enterpri- killed this, killed the I, uh, franchise. Uh, Enterprise wasn't a bad, wasn't a bad show. I enjoyed it, but uh, I, I, the problem with it had Scott, ba- Scott Bakula, yeah, and he has brand recognition from uh, what's it called? I can't remember now. Quantum, oh, Leap. Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap, yeah, exactly. so it's kind of conflicted but there completely. The thing is, you get that a lot in in sci-fi these days because Stargate. After um, O'Neill leaves, after MacGyver is everyone gone. left. Yeah, after everyone left, yeah. then you get uh, Ben Browder and Claudia Black from Farscape. Yeah, it does muddle the lines a little bit, doesn't it? You know, mm. I went, I went. O'Neill left. Uh, now MacGyver's in charge. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not it wasn't MacGyver. He didn't have the mullet. That's MacGyver. an important part. Having, having not watched this, it's the equivalent like the initial conflict resolution of Death Note. Because after the initial conflict resolution of that one, loads left. It's like having Bleach, and then Ichigo dies, and then they replace him with Naruto. Ah! Yes, sort of yeah, thing. It, it's like that. Oh, there we go. Anyway. Oh, hey, uh, I'm that not metaphor accurate? Yeah. Oh, good yeah. lord. But the thing is, you... <laughs> not quite as horrible, though. There's, there's situations... Harry's Rob, clearly, Rob very clearly yeah. pointed this out. There are situations where relying on, you know, making a new series that relies on the brand... That's yeah. already been established can kill the original brand. Mm. Crusade did that with yeah. Babylon Five. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Crusade was god awful. Mm-hmm. It was a horrible, horrible mm-hmm. series. Star Wars is a joke now. Yeah, Star Wars is a joke. It wouldn't be. You just have to put Tweaky in, then everything be fine. <laughs> well, they, there's an entire movie. <laughs> Tweaky versus C-3PO. Yeah, <laughs> I'd pay to see that fight. I would pay good money to see that fight on Robot Wars. <laughs> there's an entire movie based on the joke of how bad Star Wars has become. There's a brilliant Isn't there little like show. Fifteen movies based well, on no, how bad fan, it is. Fanboys is about a guy's death and his last wish. Uh, while suffering with cancer, is to go see the first Star, uh, the new Star Wars movie, oh. which was Episode One yeah. at that point, and then he's like, "What if it's awful?" There's a <laughs> yeah. There's another brilliant thing. I don't know what it's called. I think it's uh, George Lucas Mukstai, where George Lucas did the first three. It's a trailer. Yeah. George Lucas did the first three films, and asked them, "Why don't you do more?" He said, no, no, I've got my credibility, I'm not doing any more. So they kidnapped him and replaced him with a robot who did the really bad ones. 
It's just a trailer, and it, it's brilliant. Honestly, That's it made. That's Great. He's essentially a robot. He's a stooge. He'll just do anything rubbish for money. Actually, Star Wars is another great example of it. Doesn't actually ensure your success. It just ensures the initial push. Yeah. With nights with the MMO. It's TV series, in my particular. Was it Knights? Of, was it no? It's not Knights of the Old Republic. That's the series. Is it the Old Republic? The Old Republic is the MMO. Yeah. All right. And this thing that going here's Star Wars MMO. Let the people flood to it, and they did flood. It's just that it didn't mean they all stayed. It was the same with Star Trek Online, though. Yeah, Star Trek Online, Star Trek Online did the same thing. Except Star Trek Online has even, well, less, even less quality. And well, actually, no. Nice older probably I've heard is actually quite good for some people. It's not really something I can get into. It's a horrible game. People went to it because it was Star Trek. It, it was branded as Star Trek. It had like the Star Trek ships in, and that was it. But they're all just skins. But it was a horrible game, and it had nothing of the essence of what made Star Trek Star Trek. I mean, yeah. the whole idea of Star Trek was you go off into space and you explore. It was the Odyssey in space. Yeah. Yeah. Space. Exactly. space. Exactly. Well, it no, was... Voyager was more like the Odyssey in space. It was Star Trek The Next Wall Attempt here. Mm, okay. You know, spending 75 years trying to get home. That's yeah, the, Od- yeah, yeah. That's the Odyssey. 75 years trying to get coffee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Replicator. That... Coffee. That's the Chinese Guide to the Galaxy. You spend half a book trying to get tea. Okay. It's awesome. Let's do a quick pick of the geek then. All right. Okay. From your favorite... Brand on TV Ooh, from right. your favourite brand on TV. What is your favourite show from that brand? You mean episode? No, I mean as in it could be a series or an episode. So Voyager, Star Trek. What are we defining as established brand here? Does it have to have multiple series? Star Trek is the brand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right. you could pick like Voyager's a, a particular show. episode from any Star Trek series or a series. Itself. So it needs like multiple assets. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, come to me in a bit. I need to think. Don't have one. Rob? You don't have one. Don't watch enough TV. Simple as that. Okay. okay what about yourself, Rob, then? Uh, you pose the question. I would have to go with Farscape and one particular episode called Scratch and Sniff, which involves Crichton and Dargo absolutely leathered and Crichton is trying to explain to Pilot, in his drunken way, why everything that happened down on the planet was not his fault. Okay. And watching Dago chasing women while he's drunk is funny. Um, friendship <laughs> is magic. <laughs> I'm sorry. If, you, if I think of one that like contrasts so gro- greatly with all the other ones in its existence, every generation before was designed just to exist and be <laughs> ponyful and have little girls watch it, whereas... The fourth generation here with the new MLP is just, hey, we're trying to be good so that parents can watch it with their kids, and the result is actually very good. Doctor Who, Sarah Jane, Torchwood. Ah, there uh, we go. I would have gone with Doctor Who, because Torchwood is all right for the first series until the Americans got a hold of it. Yeah, I think... Sarah Jane Adventures, I'm not six, so... I think... Yeah. I think I'd go with Doctor Who over Torture as well, just because, like, uh, yeah, Sarah Jane Adventures it's, is discounted it's, because... It's good. I yeah. think that's why you'd go with Even it. I am too old for Sarah Jane Adventures. But you'll still watch My Little Pony. <laughs> right? No, 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 no. I wasn't being rude. That, that is a different kettle of hoops. <laughs> that's it. That's a completely different kettle of bananas. Right. That's, total, that's uh, a horse of a different color. I think, hey! yeah, I think it's time to take a break there. Okay. Hi, I'm Phil Coe. I'm the level designer at Valve, and I love listening to The Geek Show. Welcome yes. back to the Geek Show. We are now in the animation section. Now, Complete animation. with proper levels. Now we know what we're doing. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I'm really tired. I'm Phil, had to, Phil had to basically do all the 
DJ setup because he was on first yeah. uh, at Nima, and he ha- was busy on Saturday. Mm. And you've been busy with your family stuff. Becca's moving to Newcastle, which is why she isn't here. Yeah, I soloed NemaCon, and I'm so tired. Uh, but it it was really fun at the same time. Thanks for hanging out with me, Tab. It was really fun. And Sonia Leon can eat. Good Lord. I thought we already established that. I've seen Sonia Leon put away a, a full palm or and a half. It's like yes. she breathes it, though. Not a single crumb was left anywhere to damage her fabulous outfit. Anyway, moving on. Was she wearing stunning shoes again? Course and dresses. Oh, oh she told us how much they cost. Shoes. Oh yeah. god, she must work so hard. Oh, yeah, she's got this. Th- she's got this thing about wearing those really colourful shares. Shares. Shoes. Shares. Shares. She always has amazing People don't shoes. wear share. What? <laughs> People don't wear share. Her shoes look like they belong in like a Soul Calibur game or something. They're just so hyperbolously f- fancy. Yeah. Not hyperbolously over the yes. top. Anyway. Hyperbole. Vocabulary, then. Moving on. Now, what are the pros and cons of relying on an established brand? For example, Cora. Wreck-It Ralph. Okay, uh, I do want to talk about Wreck-It Ralph first. Okay. Yeah, Wreck-It Ralph is problematic. There's a whole scene in the sort of Alcoholics Anonymous where it's got the loads group of therapy the thing. iconic like, people like uh, Zangief, a zombie, which is a brilliant little Zang- guy. Zangief yeah. and Vega. And, All sorts of people. You know. But the problem with that is it's getting people in, but they're not going to be in the whole movie. Yeah. They just saw because it'd be very expensive to have yeah. all oh, those no characters idea. in that movie. It would be extortionate. Even Disney, who paid two hundred and fifty yeah. million dollars to make Tangled, mm. couldn't afford this one. Exactly. And there's this thing that we all are immediately really looking forward to Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. But there's the difficulty that we've only actually know quite little about Ralph. He's rather yeah. two-dimensional yeah. right now. He's, he's a Donkey be- Kong, though, isn't he? He's a Donkey Kong character. He's a Donkey Kong clone. Yeah. yeah. So they don't have to pay for Donkey Kong the whole time. He's a bit. It just looks a bit like. We're really excited for the stuff that isn't the main character or plot. So it could yeah. actually go horribly wrong. This is the we point could have seen the trailer, everything we want in the film. This is the point I'm trying to make. You know, in The trailer is obviously designed to attract people like us to watch the movie. The be- yeah, the best thing it could do is be Scott Pilgrim and pay that sort of homage to video games. Yes. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen, really. I like that movie. I'm in my happy place again. Everyone slated Scott Pilgrim, and I enjoyed it. I it Not everybody. Norm slated Scott Pilgrim, who didn't watch no, it. Loads of people that, that, that count themselves as proper movie lovers really hated it. There's, there was people a, that I don't mind the, Scott Pilgrim. The manga. It seems like, no, okay, the there was a news. I think what people who didn't like it were all people, basically. I, I don't mind Scott <laughs> it's Pilgrim. It's a bit too I energetic. Quite, I, I enjoyed it. I don't refer to you, it's just a bit too energetic and... High all action all people didn't like it. People who don't like video games didn't like it. There were some n- newspaper journalists who clearly didn't even watch it. The middle classes one, don't like it. There was <laughs> one from a newspaper that, for the sake of libel, I will call the Observing Guardian. And that newspaper, <laughs> which no one can get... I know exactly uh, who he's talking about. Yeah, compared... It's Scott, Bradshaw Phil. ...said Scott Pilgrim is a kick-ass that failed. It said it tried to be kick-ass. Kick-ass filled, oh, anyway. Oh, and it was like, how did, these are how two did very Pilgrim, different films. How was Scott Pilgrim trying to be kick-ass? Kick-ass exactly. totally filled, anyway. Had a great idea, but just copped out at the end. Well, yeah. That's a debatable point. And uh, but but anyway. Scott Pilgrim was totally pure at what it wanted to be. It yeah. was something that played on its heritage as mm. something that's a comic book, and it also mm. included lots of references in there. Well, yeah, like, you, from you brand recogni- brand rec- recognisable things from video games. The, the coins, the bits here, all yeah, sorts. I was about to say, you headbutted yeah. my boyfriend so hard he turned into coins. <laughs> that, that was, was a awesome. brilliant line. I, I love um, that I film. loved the first fight with the Indian fella, because that was just oh, Bollywood. Patel. That was just Bollywood through and through. It was. He was amazing. It's this, it's this thing that, like, the criticisms of Scott Pilgrim are easily rebuttable if they're like that, because you go, well, Kick-Ass was, what if we take comic book elements and put them in the real world? 
and no, if, what if we take the real world and put comic ele- and combine comic elements? Whereas Scott Pilgrim was, let's take a totally fancy world but in a modern setting, and then jazz them up. Yep. Anyway, like, back to Wreck It Ralph. In one people are mortal, in one are not. Back to Wreck It Ralph and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it does pose an interesting question. Are, are what uh, what are the pros and cons of using established brands? I mean, I'm using the term established well, rather well, than existing. I, I think we've kind of said it there. People, well, not well, kind of, but people go in expecting something and they get something completely different. I mean, so. With other things that are similar, like things that keep things from existing brands, Cora had a different trial to Wreck-It Ralph. In the Wreck-It Ralph is, you have a few cameoing characters. Vega's actually surprisingly high up on the actor list. I'm very curious as to how much a role Vega plays. But with Cora, it's none of the same characters. Well, one of the same characters. I'll not say who for spoilers for those who have not seen. Um, But it's in the same world. It's in the same universe, just time forward on. So it's not actually very hard. It doesn't lie. It can't lie. Because they're going, well, here's a completely different generation, so there's none of the same characters, so you can't lie about having those. Also, the world has altered. It's become more steampunky. The world's moved forwards in places. Yeah. So Cora Technology has, are grinding. Yeah. Cora has the benefit of not attracting people out of, you know, the promise of Robotnik. It has the benefit of saying, we've written this once. We might be able to write it again. Come along with a different thing entirely. We'll see what we do. That does, still doesn't stop me from thinking she was a whiny maggot the first like five or six episodes it's animation most characters like that <laughs> I don't want to get into arguments about Cora now please no I've not finished it anyway moving on uh, yes <sighs> I mean, it's not just Cora Tales the Tales of franchise Tales is a weird one Tales is a freak none of them have any relation to each other and yet it's still the same it's still a series well, I mean, like, what's what the, the point? hell man what's the oh, okay Guys, here's a question. What is the point of making a game and then making a cartoon of the game that tells yeah. the story in the game? Uh, Devil May Cry did that, didn't it? It was a bit of yeah. a bad scene. It wasn't the same, but it was basically, here is Dante. He's cool, isn't he? Yeah, That's and the whole concept Dan- of the Here are Dante's female sidekicks. Look, they're cool as well. That well, was the whole point of the anime. Yeah, it, was a walk- it was a glorified yeah. advert for the games. Mm. Well, actually, Dan- that has a benefit in that it can go a little bit different in that it can go, all right, you know how cool Dante is? What if we animated a fight sequence where you didn't have input so you can actually see him just go completely mental? It wasn't no mental, it was quite no, safe. Nah, it wasn't yeah. mental enough, but it had that mm. benefit that it could have gone for. Yeah. With but the Tales thing, it's very, Tales is very plot-related. Yeah. Tales and Thorny has an amazing plotline, I love it. But they did three OVAs of it, that's all the entire story. I'm like, well, what's the, the point of me yeah, playing the game? They also did that sort of thing. Like, Devil May Cry, I think, what was it? Uh, oh, I forgot his name now. Valkyria Chronicles. Yes, yeah. And that yes. was basically beat for beat same, wasn't it? Yes, pretty much, Which yeah. begs the question, why? Yeah, why, what's the point in playing the game if you've already watched the cartoon? And like, mm, I mean, we discussed before Gurren Lagan going for the Gurren Lagan film. I just think that if you want to get someone into Gurren Lagan, you have to sit them through all the episodes. You can sit them through like an hour and a bit for the film instead. And then if they like it, they might go to the episodes. They might buy the merchandise. They might play they the Xbox game. They, they yeah, Evangelion, exactly with, the yeah. same. With Tales, you have the difficult problem of going, okay, here's the anime. It's not as good as the game. But try and think of this, but if it was better. This is a failing advert already. Also, it's quite long. Okay, this is a failing advert some more. Didn't also, you might not like the fighting mechanics. Why is this advertising to me in a completely wrong format? Didn't Dis- Disgaea do that as well? Disgaea made an anime version. Uh, Disgaea anime. is different. Disgaea is a, a freak in terms of games. It's so silly and funny and paradoxical. But the thing is, they still made an anime. Yeah. They, they still, still made manga. It was it. based on the characters of the first game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there was a few. There was a manga 
two, I think two got a manga as well. I can't mm, remember. The I can't remember. Basically, I'll have to I think check with Disgaea, it has more of a thing it could actually do differently, unlike Tails, which yeah. could have only been the same. It, it just made the jokes out of the fact that they're on this isometric 2D plane. Yeah. And played that up quite brilliantly yeah. in it was some really of the Disgaea's. Like, Deadpool taking a filming thing, for example, like it could do what, exactly what they could have done with Disgaea manga. I don't know, I've not read the Disgaea manga, I'm sorry. But just do the same level of parody in a different setting. Like, I'm still saying that it will be great to see Deadpool swing off a boom mic and kick someone in the face. Because like in the comic, Deadpool is fully acknowledging of all kinds of things and meta all the time. If he does it in the film, you can do different things. He debatably was from the new Deadpool movie. It's in development hell, isn't it? Uh, I, I almost wet myself. I went, oh wait, no, that's Deadpool. That's that's that. Is that Deadpool as Deadpool supposed to be? Not what happened in the X Men Wolverine movie. Yeah, that's debatably Deadpool. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yes. It, ah. it's, he's at least wearing the suit and carrying one katana. So that's a benefit. Yes. Okay, that's good. Anyway. I still want to see him beat someone to death with a camera. It'll happen at some point. Oh, Give him a chance. Wall, Give him a please. chance. It's the thing yes. that if we can write this, I'm really hoping you people can write better. Come Ryan, on, Ryan impress Re- me. The funny thing is with the Wolverine movie, Ryan Reynolds is a massive Deadpool fan. He is a proper, proper comic book nerd. Yeah. And he loves Deadpool. And how he let them do that to that character. The Wade Wilson part was amazing. Yeah. That is that is Wade Wilson, right? Yeah. That, that's him. Not Deadpool. Yeah, let's hope that after the whole... Was Deadpool mutated in the Wolverine film? No. Or was he before oh, no, that? He, before that, he was just perfectly fine. Okay. Um, 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 Deadpool as Wade Wilson was a guy who doesn't know it yet, but is dying of cancer, mm-hmm. and is an awesome merc. But Deadpool in real life is just rubbish, depending yeah. on which retcon you go with. Okay. But yeah, he's really good. So it was pre-Thanos. The idea of the Deadpool is all the good genes went to Wolverine and all the other ones, and all the naff ones went to the Deadpool. Yes. Ah. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Uh, we were talking Tales of. There is one that I wanted to point out from the Tales of, uh, from all the Tales of anime adaptations, because there have been... Many tales yeah. of the base, tales of Symphonia, tales of Eternia, tales of whatever. Tales, tales of Symphonia of this, two. Of do not play, but tales of Symphonia one, play it, please. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. Anyway, um, tales of Vesperia it stands out as probably the mo- the only unique one in all of them because it's not an adaptation of the game. It's a prequel. It's a movie prequel to the game, and that's all it is. Prequel. It's the dreaded p word. I'm- does it do well? I always it find prequels does, to be so, so pointless. No, it actually does rather well because what it does, it ju- the characters in, till in the actual game refer hmm. back to previous events, but you don't really find out what those previ- previous hmm. events were. And the movie actually shows you some of those events. Oh, right, okay. So it does tie in with the story of the game. That can work. It's, it's, we're actually talking about branding, so it's completely irrelevant. Yeah. Prequels annoy me. I okay. don't... If, if your characters... You've watched will, Prometheus, then? Uh, no, I've not seen yet. Oh, right. Love it. If your characters were well-rounded and developed in your first film, there's no need to develop them further. All prequels can do is development, because they haven't had whatever conflict yeah. they resolve in the film you've already seen yet. Yeah. yeah. Like I say, why would I want to watch Sully before he can learn not to be a jerk? There's no point in that. Hmm. And You're going off one minute again. You can't say that. It's the only trailer. Well, I, I, I think um, the point is that... You have to find out why Sully gets to the point where you like him. I think no, that's I don't. the idea. I watched that in Monsters Inc. I'm fine with that. 
You, you really just want to watch it from the status quo? Do you not want to find out wh- how the status quo became? Would you like to have met me when I was 12 so you can understand some bits of me now? Uh, You're not a film, though, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I absolutely love the concept of knowing the background. That's why people read the appendices in Lord of the Rings, because they are horrible human beings. I think I've only seen one prequel that did it correctly, and that is because it was actually released in the right order. And it was Infamous. Infamous 2 hmm. is basically... Like, if you imagine Infamous 2 is the game, Infamous 1 is the prequel. Hmm. You have the explanation of how everything happened, yeah. why the beast is there, who Kessler is, how where Cole's powers came from, and you have the benefit that using Infamous 1 first means you can tune up the mechanics so that Infamous 2 is completely well-rounded. Okay. It actually works so well because they released it in chronological order. But that's, that's Unless you're Memento, you shouldn't do it another way. But that's the complete opposite of how prequels work. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not supposed I, to release them in chronological order. That's just yeah. one and two. Yeah, it's yeah, not a prequel. Cause, cause, exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. Indiana Jones, the first one, you could go, that's a prequel. Wasn't because it's it, not one, it's two, three, prequel though, is to it? number two, but uh, that's a bad bad example, isn't it? It's I like prefer- one... Star Wars is the example. Star Wars is the example you're looking for. Yeah, I prefer yeah. one, two, three to four, five, six, one, two, three, two point two, one point one pi, thirteen love, <laughs> and then a TV series. And we're on somewhere. shipping forecast mode again. No, it's Wimbledon. Thirteen <laughs> love. Krogan's win. I think. Yes. No one's even sure anymore. Djokovic wins again. I, I like counting upwards. Even if upwards means going 1, 1. 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, 2, 2.1, 2.2... Tell you what, 2. shall we take a break on that note? Um, yeah, so you're listening to The Geek Show on 104.5 FM, thegeekshow.co.uk. I'm Emily Ladybird, adventuress, and you're listening to The Geek Show. She does sound very posh. Mm-hmm. Wonderful bit of nostalgia, that song, from uh, Tony Hawk's Free. Does take you, take you back, takes you back completely. Well, when we were look, go, going through uh, potential songs, we were looking at like the Tony Hawk's Three uh, soundtrack and the Gran Turismo soundtracks as well. God, those bring back memories. Grand Theft Auto ones are always good. No, Gran Turismo. Oh, Grand Theft Auto ones. Are oh, Grand Theft, Grand oh, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. They have some. Good they, they just play the whole, next week. Just stations. play the whole Vice City soundtrack. <laughs> that sounds fine by me. <laughs> I'm fine with this. Hmm. The whole Vice City soundtrack next week. What do you think, Harry? Sure, I've not played it, but why not? They have entire radio stations, which is the really cool thing. Um, okay, we're, so we're, we're in the graphic literature section. Yes. Um, Rob, what's today's discussion with that? Today's discussion, because you stole my sheet, uh, is does a brand mean that you'll have to... Yeah, does, does liking a brand mean you'll enjoy the franchise? Yes. Thank Elaborate you, Thank you Harry. Further. Right. Harry and I were talking about this last night because Harry was uh, Harry and I were writing the show last night. Yeah, thankfully, I mean, Harry's extremely tired, so I do. I am thankful that he stayed up yeah. to, ha- to I, help I, out. Yeah, I didn't email, and then I was up till like three a.m. Yeah. Where with brands? I mean, you've got Batman, you've got Spider-Man, you've got Superman, you've got these are your brands. But in those brands, you have different uh, sections to each. So in Say Batman, you've got you know Detective Comics, you've got Legends of the Dark Knight, you've got Batman Inc., you've got mm. uh, you know this version of Batman, that version of Batman, the other version of Batman. Yeah. So does liking one or several of those different versions of Batman guarantee that you'll like all of Batman? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, because it's kind of related to what we've said before about how so many different authors bring different things to the different characters. Mm. There is no sort of one. This is Batman yeah. or this is Spider Man. Well, there's, so, there's yeah. two different problems that lie there entirely. Is that 
you can have like, well, you enjoy Batman, would you enjoy Batwoman, Batgirl, R- Red Robin, Nightwing, all the different, and Bat- Batwing as well, all the different ones. There's the second issue, as Rob's saying, of, well, here's like, uh, this author's Batman. Now here's this author's Batman, and here's two authors working together with a completely different artist on Batman. Does like that- Batwoman recently changed both artists and authors, at least in part, mm. and the quality has severely suffered for it. From what Harry's saying there and from what I've read myself of Western comics, it seems to be an awful lot of changing of staff and writers and artists. Does that happen in Eastern comics, manga? Not really. Um, Do do you get a a team working on an amazing story like One Piece of billions and billions? What you have, you have the main author. Mm -hmm. Uh, In in the case of One Piece, it's uh, Oda. Yeah, Uh, Eiichiro Oda. Um, and what he will have is basically he will lay out the uh, the main design for each page. He'll basically sketch it, and he'll have a team who work with him, who ink that page, who you know add definition, add in the lettering, everything like that. There will be his team working on that. And because of the popularity of One Piece, he will have a very highly skilled team, mm-hmm. and he'll have probably had that team working with him for at least the past five years. Mm. These guys will know their jobs inside out. They will know what's yeah. expected of them, and they will do it to a T. Mm. You know. A great example of that one is Freak Angels by Paul Duffield and Warren Ellis. Yeah. Warren Ellis wrote it, Paul Duffield drew it. However, after a, f- a little while, Paul Duffield realized that it's a bad idea to do a print-quality webcomic daily, six days a week. Yes. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And so, basically, then he got a line-art person, I believe, and then a colorist in as well, and, you know... People to help out with the touching up in the Photoshop. It takes so, six months for VG cats to publish something, so yeah. yeah well, they're essentially crayon drawings. But with <laughs> this thing, it's that's only Ooh. slightly cruel. Uh, with Freak only Angels, slightly, only slightly. With Freak, hey, if the writing quality was up to it, then I'd be less bitchy. Yeah, we, we if 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 they published, we'd be less bitchy. Oh yes. God! Well, Freak Angels has the issue, as I say, that they built up to a reasonable staff size, and eventually it finished. With manga, you got to consider also that manga. Tens can sometimes run for a while. Like mm, One yes. Piece runs for a long time. How long has One Piece been going? We, ten reci- years. we recently got to the halfway point as well. Uh, ten years. Right. I, I walked into uh, Forbidden Planet the other day and saw a shelf bowing with One Piece, mm. and it's like, is that is that really is? And there was, is that all of it? There's more. I'm guessing than one shelf. It's only about halfway through. Not wow. only that, but we're actually behind Japan in terms of releasing the books. Is it one one a week, or uh, is it? Yeah, I don't think it's actually halfway through. I think you stated it's going to last for fifteen years, and it's ten through. Yeah, now. they're halfway through their journey. Mm. We've got to consider also they have a much better right. ship, they have a much better crew. They might be moving a lot faster afterwards. True, mm. but even so, it's the same author, the same authorship team in yes. control of that. So there's continuity. Yeah, and that brand works. I w- don't what it means is his kids at university for another five years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah. he needs to finance. Basi- basically, yeah. But I mean, um, that's ma- that's generally how things work over in Japan. Yeah, um, it's pre- it's actually quite uh, the same with a lot of the doujinshi circles as well. Mm. A lot of the amateur comic artists over there work within a certain core group. You have them as, you know, university university clubs even mm-hmm. who publi- publish their own, you know, amateur comics 
And that's yeah. something that we don't get in the, here in the West. Yeah. The Fortnite uh, tells us that you can read Bakuman, which is about becoming a manga car. Yeah, but Bakuman is a very, it's a very narrow view about that. Yeah, it's also hyped up like crazy. Yeah, it's, back, it's proper jump. Back, it's draw of the week rather back, than fight of the yeah, week. Yeah, Bakuman should be uh, instructional manual, not a manga series. Um, There's as much death going on there. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Bakuman is very, a very narrow view into that particular world. Well, the thing we're talking about with comics is the difficulty that often comics are designed to, at least with the intention, of running forever. Yeah. Yes. It's not, they don't finish when the story finishes, they finish when they're cancelled. Yes. Is that just true of the superhero modes, though? Because there is a lot of comics out there that isn't. Oh, yeah. yeah this, this, uh, Does I, Transmetropolitan intend to finish? No. I don't know. Mm. But... But, Spider Jerusalem mm. is, a, is immortal, didn't you know? Yeah, good point. <laughs> How can you end when you're immortal? Yeah. Translation. Anyway. You're walking, uh, dead. walking Dead. Yeah, hmm. that's a good point, that, because it can just move to a different set of survivors and conti- potentially continue forever. Yeah. Walking yeah. Dead, Miami. Yes. Oh, walking Dead, CSR. San Andreas. They, yeah. can, they can keep going. Walking Dead, through. New York. <laughs> London. Walking Dead, the musical. Uh, sounds good, that actually. Walking Dead 3. Why don't you no, no. sit there? There's some zombies over there. No, don't run away. There's zombies over there. They I told the you, you stupid child. Oh, now you're a zombie. They have no, got no, the game I mean, series, so it, the brand is growing in stature. Well, if you, modeled, if you yeah. modeled it after all the police procedurals that are on TV, you'd have, like, Walking Dead New York, Walking Dead Las Vegas, Walking Dead Miami, Navy Walking Dead, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Walking Dead with a maths genius. <laughs> Maybe Walking Dead would be the best. Any zombies? Nope. <laughs> are we, we going to get the Flintstones like this? The Walking Dead and Friends comedy hour. The yes, Walking the, Dead meet the Shmoo. The Walking. T- oh God. Well, if Wreck It Ralph's anything to go by, then you know zombies do attend group therapy. <laughs> the Walking Dead back to rehab. Zombies say you must love you. Ah, uh, well, I don't even know what we're on about now. Comics, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh wait, we were, to- we're on radio. <laughs> yes. well, a lot of comics are intended to live forever, and so you have the difficulty with not only that the author changes, and so sometimes the characters' yes. mannerisms and art style changes. Wonder Woman goes through a variety of art styles and a variety of different authors with different yeah. ideas as to who she should be, which is quite difficult. And how many clothes she should wear. How many clothes she should wear also. Hence the reboot New 52, when they kind of go, okay, we just need to just put a set here, and it'll stay like this for quite a while, but not forever. Yes. There's also characters who completely alter over the course of time, because different authors say they should. Jubilee, her power is so vague oh. that it's stated wasn't differently. She, wasn't her power just kind of, oh, I can make fireworks in the sky? It's yeah. specified as a non-flammable, non-flammable, spark-esque pyrotechnic, which kind of... Shith Barkov. In some interpretations, it's electricity. So she can actually charge things. In some interpretations, it's non-flammable fireworks. I don't know how that works or why it deals damage. So Jubilee could literally be called Twilight Sparkle. She could literally be called Twilight Hand Sparkles. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And things that Jubilee, she goes through different incarnations like that with different variations of what her power means. Recently, though, uh, she even became a vampire. What? What? I think that she's also unpopular. Uh, so she's always been on She sparkles and is a vampire. <laughs> Please uh. don't. Don't make me do that. <laughs> Why, Marvel? Why? You're the good one. Question mark. Not asterisk. anymore. <laughs> Question mark. Asterisk. It's. Yeah, they, the, oh, the character has such a long arc and so many different writers on it and so many different like demographics they try to please and re please and change to re please yeah. that. 
even the characters themselves are going to be completely different by the time you look at them in you know, a year or two years or five time. Hmm. It can be very difficult to like, say, to like Batman. Because there's Nobody so many likes Batman. Batman. That's, that's, he's Batman. Nobody oh. likes him. Alfred Bruce likes Batman. Sad. No, he likes Bruce Wayne. Robin likes Batman. No, he likes Bruce Wayne as well. I, I'm still dead Night- certain it was Robin that was going to come out. Seriously. <laughs> no, it was a big name. Oh, that was a different one. No, it was a big name. The Green Latin you haven't heard of. It isn't Hal Jordan. Yeah, Alan Scott <laughs> is not a big name. What's even worse is it wasn't even Alan Scott. It was a reboot on a separate Earth. Alan Scott. So it's a guy yeah. who has the same name as a guy no, you no, have heard quickly of. Quickly, before it, it, all Americans stop buying no. comics because there's gays. Yeah, it was a guy who had the same name as a guy who was a Green Lantern, but his son was gay. That was That's who they rebooted as gay. Which I would actually like to see more of. It's just... Instead, <laughs> they've gone. Instead, they've gone for like Harry, yeah, I've se- seen, separate I've... world, separate character, not the same continuity. They've done de- they've done DMC basically yeah. in comic book form. <laughs> oh no, people might not like this. Let's say it's also not only a prequel reboot, but a totally separate universe with no continuity of the main one at all. Hang on, didn't that's... they do that already with like Devil May Cry Four? Devil that's May Cry true. doesn't have any continuity. He's just a flashy court and dancing with a sword. Devil May Cry, putting the con in continuity. Isn't that just the worst thing, that they, they put it off in a separate world, so if enough of the Bible Belt stood up, they could burn that universe? Although the good thing is... <laughs> Seriously, isn't that just the worst thing that has ever happened in comic books? Yeah. Not that's ever happened. What happened to Miss Marvel was pretty bad. But it does... Uh, go. Actually, no, consider also that this is like DC. I think with there's so many different infinite Earths... Mm. Alan Scott could probably, like, take a cab to Earth-1. He could hang out with them if he sells well, probably. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, I'm no, our, our Alan Scott guys. Let's, let's get one imported from Earth-2. Hi, Alan Scott on Earth-2. We need another Alan Scott on Earth-1. Why come here? We're, like, the main one. We'll pay you slightly more. Come on. All right. We'll pay you slightly more. That totally sounds oh, wait, like we... a great film from last year called Another Earth. <laughs> two versions of the same people. It's like the prince. Like the of, it's like the of prince of the pauper. If it was different, completely different, just with gay Batman. You know? <laughs> no, no, it's gay Green Latin and black Batman. I'm not quite sure oh. why they're doing this, but they are. Why are you doing this to me, DC? <laughs> so confusing. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, it can yes. be difficult to like a brand because very rarely in comics, less so in manga. Manga's more consistent. In comics, it's not always the same guy, or the same art, or the same author, or the same time period, or the same anything. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> so I think we've just agreed that Jubilee's a bit confusing and weird, and that's about it. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Rob, uh, do you want to bring us back? Yes. We're right. coming on to the end of the show. But wow. uh, before, we, before we leave, quick pick of the geek relating to Western comics for you guys. Okay. Your favourite brand. I'd like go. Oh, mm. I don't know. I just See, throw Spider-Man out there because he's such a childhood icon of man. Uh, there's there's a there's a good sort of uh, Italian and French group, and I can't remember the names. So the people that did Sky Dolls. Oh, you do uh, love Sky Dolls. And because it, it's one of these ones. I was talking to Tab Kimpton about it uh, the other day. It's like I hate having to justify. A beautifully drawn, well-written comic just because it's got boobs in it. <laughs> it's like, just just ignore the nudity and enjoy it. No, seriously, it's really good. <laughs> it's much better when it does speak for itself and you don't have to feel you need to justify it first. Yeah. 
mine one would have to be Young Avengers because it's not been ruined yet. Okay. It's so far, it's clean. Also, Young Avengers is actually just a really good series. Pure virginal, don't soil me, basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it's sinister. I'm being genuine, Rob. You said Spider-Man, didn't you? Yeah, because I'm already in this whole world, so yeah. Mm, I, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to go with Agent X. Ah, you do like a bit of Agent X. Uh, it's because he's basically Deadpool after Deadpool died. I was, yeah, I was, I was going to say Deadpool is a brand in himself because you've got Deadpool, you've got, uh, you've got all of the spin-offs like Deadpool versus. You've got Headpool, you've got Dogpool, you've got Girlpool, you've got Boypool. You've got you've Deadpool got and Wolverine, Deadpool and Cable. Yeah. And Deadpool and Cable is an amazing Didn't we have Pineapple stories. Deadpool at Nemocon? There was, there was a guy walking around as a chef with a pineapple who was actually Deadpool. Haven't uh, that one I didn't get. Being a beginner in comic books is the most terrible thing you could possibly be, isn't it? Yes. Because of how many iterations there are of everything. Basically, yes. I went in and went, I want something crazy, and they went Deadpool, and I went, sticking... Yes. yes. Good plan. But yeah, Agent X, uh, I've lent Harry all my Agent X. Yeah. He'll read it at some point when he's got time, unless yeah, I... Have. Sorry. Okay. But, yes, we're at the end of the show. Next week we've got uh, the Nemecon show, I believe. Yes, yes, we do. Which could be cool. Harry's been wonderfully interviewing and collating all the audio mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, it'll be featuring a lot of people. It'll be featuring Alex, featuring Alex from uh, Clockwork Firebird Designs, who's a leather worker. Yep. Uh, so she's talking to us about leather working in LARP. It will have, oh god, my brain is melting, Tucky, uh, some announcements from SonyCon 2, as well as just yes. fun times. SonyCon's first con last year, that was a genuine out of the blue, oh wait, Sunderland's got a convention now, and mm-hmm. he just dropped massive names like Vegeta and... Uh, yeah, Chris Sabat and Veronica Chris, Taylor. The Veronica and Taylor, who's... What's his face, Ash he does uh, the voices in Dragon Ball uh, Abridged. Yeah, Goku from Dragon Ball Bridge is in it as well. Yeah, cool. Uh, but yeah, um, that was SunnyCon, though, don't let me run. So yeah, NemaCon is next week. Uh, we shall look forward to you there. And we'll be giving you all the spoilers and all the announcements. Uh, and uh, obviously the review of NemaCon, uh, where we'll be seeing James, uh, who runs it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, do uh, check out the website, though, uh, www.thegeekshow.co.uk. Plenty of reviews in that. Yes. I mentioned earlier my computer had gone down, so there'll be two reviews coming up in the next couple of days. What do we have up uh, new this week? What Indie we Game got? the Movie, which is not Ooh. entirely great. Yes. And uh, the one that I did earlier for Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I've got another one coming up this week, which is the review of Fate Zero's second season. Now, yeah, second season? Yes, Fate Zero, mm-hmm. the first season before ended before Christmas, and I rated that a nine. So mm. A nine? Yes, it's... Very, very wow. rare I give out a score on nine. Mm. Um, it's Fate Zero. The, very, the first half of Fate Zero is very intelligent yeah. and very well made, very well done. Um, the second? So, yes, the second season. <laughs> I'm not telling you anything yet. You'll now, have to read the review. Obviously, if you have an idea for a show or a, a discussion or anything anybody wants to talk about, we, we are live, you know. So you can email us at studio at thegeekshow.co.uk uh, where obviously all the downloads are and our poor IT guy who's been looking after the websites, had nine terabytes of data passed through his server, uh, all down to uh, all our downloads. So please add to it and add to his bill, uh, because that's what we like to do. Um, The burden of popularity. Yeah, and you're listening to The Geek Show with myself, Phil. Me, Rob. Me, Harry. And me, Rob. Right, we'll see you guys next week and every week, six till eight. See you all later. Bye-bye.
For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.